Hey, Jake. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, partner. I was just uh, watching the end of that game. I've got Patrick Mahomes on both my teams. So, uh, you know how it is. Oh. Well, that's, that's important to let us know about something that no one cares about. Yes, yes. I know everyone was coming here, you know, wondering, uh, how my fantasy team do? And uh, they're doing all right. I mean, that, that was my first question. Uh, Jake, how, how did you? I had Jameis Winston through five touchdown passes. If we're on the uh, the same lines of no one gives that. a shit. I love that. Yeah, one of them I'm uh, I'm crushing it, and the other one I'm going against the only person in the league that I would lose to this week. Uh, Should have listened to you, yeah, Portland maybe. Sutton. You know, Should have listened. <laughs> Why? I, I don't think he's any good. I put up one point nine points. <laughs> that, that might do it. That might do it. Uh, do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I guess. This 49ers sure. game. <laughs> uh, listen, Jordan, I, I get it, man. The same old Niners injuries. It, um, everybody's got PTSD from, from last year. Uh, Verrett going down. It's like, man, of all the injuries that you could pick up, that one feels like the most significant because that's the weakest spot that they have on the roster, I, I think, bar none. Um it's not. It's not good. No one's going to sugarcoat it and say that it's it's great. But like, <laughs> they put up forty one points. Like, you know, they, they they had a forty one seventeen lead with two yeah. minutes to play. Less than two minutes to play. Like, they took their foot off the pedal. It's no excuse. Um, but I thought the good far outweighed the bad. Yeah, it is actually. Well, there's no excuse, but it is like a reasonable excuse. <laughs> that you expect like Jared Goff to just hit back to back touchdowns within like a two minute span and like an right. onside kick to go off Kittle's face. And then yeah. Debo to just, you know, fumble. Like pretty much everything went wrong in like a very tight window of space. And Kyle was like, well, our starting corner just tore his ACL for the third time in his career. So why don't we take right. the starters out? Um, yeah. So the logic of, you know how it played out actually made sense, but yeah, you can't you can't let that happen. I mean, recency bias is strong, and I don't blame anybody who like doesn't feel like that was a win. But it would obviously be better if, if everyone goes into week two just thinking that the 49ers were invincible, only to find out in week two that they probably aren't. But like a little dose of reality right. doesn't doesn't really hurt anybody, and. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's not the worst thing in the world to be, like, coasting and then get sort of slapped in the face. I think I loved Especially it. Especially Golf, too. Then you really feel like shit about it, you know? I mean, Golf was garbage all game uh, up until uh, up until they, they put in Dante Johnson, in which case then he started to get real good. He started to get real good. The replay of that interception was hysterical. Like, three 49ers could have picked that ball off. It was a perfect throw to uh, Dre Greenlaw. A really impressive catch by Greenlaw because it wasn't. It was. It was a perfect throw to Greenlaw. Maybe a little high. I mean, it, if you were aiming for it in that direction, but like two other guys would have picked it off. It, it was literally a uh, pick your poison. I'm not sure what he was thinking. I thought the yeah. I, I saw. I saw somebody, and I won't name who, uh, saying that the Niners' pass rush was unimpressive, and I don't know what game that person watched. I thought that the Niners' pass rush was rock solid. Was it? Like unbelievable, no. Right. But it was, it was really in, good. It was in mid-season form, um, and yeah. yeah, they could probably use Javon Kinlaw uh, at some point. Boy, could uh, they? Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. 
But yeah, I, I, thought, you, I you, thought he was pretty solid. Uh, D Ford was a fucking animal. Like just, he was great. He was fantastic. And and, and Nick Bosa was absolutely fantastic too, man. Like right, that. That's, right. But that's the team. You're like, oh, whatever. Pretty good game for Nick Bosa. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but like then, as Jordan's pointing out, and it's a very fair you know comment. Like the run defense was unimpressive. Welcome to the last three years of San Francisco 49ers football. Like they just they are not built. That system sacrifices something. That one gap explosion super wide nine system puts you in a position to where you have to have an all pro defensive tackle, and even then you're not going to be all that good. Uh, I thought Zach Kerr actually did not have a good game. They brought him. It, it feels unfair to isolate Zach Kerr in this regard. It is unfair. It's full on unfair. But like he was the guy that they brought in to shore up the run game, right? He was the one who's supposed to be the run stopper amongst all of these pass rushers. And uh, Frank Ragno, the, the Lions center, had his, had his way with him like all game and to the point where they rotated him out. Um, so that was that was – that wasn't good, but uh, I would like to again note that Jared Goff was making really stupid decisions because the pass rush was up in his grill. Uh, Dio Lenore had an outstanding game, though it wasn't challenged much, but that qualifies as outstanding as a starting corner, which I, I think is incredible. If Mosley comes back, you can feel okay about – I think Mosley's going to be awesome this year. You feel okay about Mosley and Lenore, and then you add somebody and you have a little bit of time to – in the case of Josh Norman, get them in shape, or in the case of Richard Sherman, I, I don't really know what you do with Richard Sherman, but uh, I'm interested to find out. Uh, the, I, I think that the, I think that again, the, the good outweighs the bad on this one. I think that they're, I think, I think that they're a okay, and so I'm with you. Right, my my column makes it seem like I'm you know just super ripping them, but that's just the angle I took. Yeah, uh, I you know I was talking specifically about them wasting draft picks. Which it's true though, they did um, because <laughs> they didn't. So let's just let's just get into that real quick um, because yeah, go through the draft picks because it's it's rough. I mean, this is because I'm, I'm is, with you, and we can talk more about like I do think there was more good than bad. They're, they were offensively like as good as I expected. Elijah Mitchell was oh, it's just awesome. beautiful, just like we sort of expected, like that perfect sort of fit. Um, I didn't realize how tough he was. Like, he looks small out on the field. Um, he's listed at 5'11", 200, right. which that might be generous. But uh, I, not that, dude took, that dude he's took some way. licks today, and I thought was uh, – He's 5'10", listed 5'10". He seems like 5'9". Um, I, thought, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, he was outstanding. No, but what's crazy about him and Hasty is they have that knack. There was one play especially where he basically got tackled and then somehow just fell backwards, like jumped for three yards. Um, right. That's that's like a weird, really valuable thing is to have running backs who just fall forward, like find their way to just bounce for extra yards. That's really important, and he has that. I Listen, it, it, you know my stance on this. It is – well documented. Uh, I think that running backs are completely disposable. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no question that Raheem Mostert is a good running back, uh, and that he is better than Elijah Mitchell, and that he is better than Hasty, and that clearly he's better than Trey Sermon, who's just not playing, which was interesting. But like, the yep. the level down you have to go to the point where it's like, oh, this running back sucks is pretty like. It's pretty low, especially in a system that 
is so specific about the kind of running backs you want? Well, well, the 49ers are really – well, I, I agree and disagree. I think for the 49ers, they're basically disposable because they're so good at finding guys that right. fit their scheme. But, like, you look at, like, the Rams, and you're like, oh, you're going with Daryl Henderson? Okay. But, like, the Rams, the Rams had C.J. Anderson replace Todd Gurley in Todd Gurley's, like, MVP caliber year. And C.J. Anderson was going for, like, a buck 90 right. in the playoffs. Right. No, that's that's fair. To an extent, it's the same matter, system. But you know, uh, I, I disagree with you in some aspects. But I, you know, we're kind of on the same page. Uh, just, I'm just thinking, like, if you have Mitchell being your running back, it's, and by the way, it, it doesn't sound like uh, Mostert's knee injury is anything like super long term. Like, if he misses time, it'll be a couple of weeks. Once every four weeks with him, where you know, there's going to be like a knee thing. You know, and, and I think I think that the Niners were like hyper cautious. Because they're they watched the tape, uh, you know. Kyle's been preparing for the Lions for weeks now, and it's the exact thing that I wrote in my prediction column, which turned out to be backdoor, not true. Uh, <laughs> which I thought the, the Niners would win by three scores. So thank you to George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Man. But uh, like they watched it, and it's like, oh yeah, we should we should absolutely smoke these fuckers. I thought it was going to be 38 to – my prediction was 38 to 20, and for a while it seemed like I was going to get close. And then – I had, I had 35 to 19. That was my – They still covered. They still covered. Did they? It was seven and a half. Oh, I saw nine and a half this morning. So, yeah. Ooh, I was doing live hits well, for Visa throughout the game, which was a mistake. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, let's get into the, uh, their top six picks over the last two years. I'll just read them. Yeah. 2020, round one, pick 14, Javon Kinlaw, inactive today. Mm. Knee. Mm-hmm. Round one, pick 25, Brandon Ayuk. I don't know how many offensive snaps he took. 26 or 27, I've seen uh, differentiating reports. He had fewer snaps than French. Uh, I didn't even think it was that many. Uh, I know. I know. He was a complete non factor. single time. So, but he, you know, and, and well, it was like, you know, it was a hamstring thing, but, like, he also took a punt. Whatever. We'll, we'll circle back once I get through all these names. Round one, pick three this year. Trey Lance, probably out of this top six, like, probably had the best day uh, out of anyone. <laughs> he got fantasy touchdown points. Right. He got one one uh, passing touchdown because Trent Sherfield broke someone's ankles um, and got He He one. had four snaps today. Four. Yes. Uh, three rushing attempts, all of which looked terrible, uh, but whatever. Uh, some of that, some of that's on the O line. Brunskill got beaten really bad on one of them, and Lance didn't really even go. Uh, anyway, round two, pick forty-eight, Aaron Banks, healthy scratch. Uh, round three, pick eighty-eight, Trey Sermon, also also a healthy scratch. Uh, round three, pick one hundred two, Ambry Thomas, horrible. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't good at returning, and they only put him in at cornerback once Kyle Shanahan waved the white flag. So, dude, he's got a Dante Pettis thing going on where he's a little, he's playing a little scared. Yeah. They're, well, guess what? He's he's going to have to play. Full stop. Full stop. He's got to play. I mean, they, that or they should just cut his ass down. Yeah, I'm not. Whew. Man, I, I, I try, I'm trying to be a little bit more, you know, give guys time to figure things out, but I am not liking what I'm seeing out of him. I thought he looked a, I just thought he looked totally fine, uh, unremarkable in training camp, and that Lamore was just getting Thanks. smoked uh, time and time again. 
And it's just right. stunning to think about the turnaround. Now, I will, I will concede this point. Uh, maybe this is just a bit of the same face. Like, you and I both liked Lenore at rookie minicamp. We both thought, like, oh, this dude's got, like, the crazy. We talk about this all the time. I thought he could be a really good slot guy, but would just like sort of be special teams, you right. know, because he wants starting there. Yeah. And, and I thought when I first saw him on the field today, because um, obviously he wasn't targeted, but once, you know, about four times, three, four times. Right. Uh, and he only allowed one reception for three yards, apparently, according to stats and info. No. Had, had that one penalty call, but that was, it wasn't even that bad, you know. Um, no, he was great. He was great. Yeah. I mean, when I saw him on the field the first time, though, I went, oh, no, K Wan's out. <laughs> that was my first right. thought. Turns out Kwan was there. By the way, didn't notice him all game. Both good and bad. Um, yep. I don't know. I just, I'm not. I'm just not that concerned with cornerback. Something about cornerback I, is so disposable. I kind of view it kind of like running back. Like, yeah, but then you saw what happened late in the game, and it's like if if they have to go with Ambry Thomas and. Uh, you know, Dante Johnson, which, you know, they, they'd go with Lenore first. But, you know, at some point, Kwan's going to get injured and, and Lenore will have to play there. Uh, we we got to see, like, is Josh Norman anything? Can't they just bring back, like, Webster to play in the slot again? I mean, Johnson? I guess. Johnson, Johnson was okay in the slot last year. Yeah. I, I think my takeaway is it would be nice, basically, if they didn't waste, you know, three picks yeah. from rounds two to three. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the three picks that, you know, top 100, those are supposed to be uh, the plays or the players that uh, are immediate starters. Like top 100, you have to have an immediate contributing role on a team. And the last two seasons worth I, yeah. of top 100 picks have no role. <laughs> right. It's And I remember when we were talking about the draft, uh, John Lynch pretty much immediately – you know, we asked about Emory Thomas. He pretty much immediately mentioned Paulson Debo, the Stanford corner. He's like, yeah, that's kind of who we wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yikes. I mean, I, I don't care personally for the sort of narrative that's developed. And this might be your fault. Um, I'll maybe giving you too much credit here. But, like, the Asante yeah, Samuel was there argument. No, someone someone took that uh, before me. I yeah, they they didn't seem interested in, in him anyway. And they traded down, and he was gone the pick before. So they didn't like him. They didn't. Right. Like, what, what do you want me to do? Like redo the entire? And that's by the way, like it, for as shitty as they have been with top one hundred picks, like they're killing it in the fifth and sixth round. Just absolutely murdered. Just draft in the fifth and sixth round, and I'm not even joking. This is what the Rams do, by the way, and they're about to play the Bears. But like, what the Rams do is they just like don't draft until day three, and then they're really good at it. And like, that's kind of a good way to go about life. There's no risk, all reward. You hit a lot more than everybody else, so you look like geniuses, and then you just trade your first, second, and third round draft picks for like established NFL players. I I don't see why the Niners shouldn't be doing that. Right. Now they are not following through on the full promise, but they just got rid of all their first round picks. Get rid of some of these second round picks too. Fuck it. You guys don't know what to do with them anyway. I'm with you, I'm with you there. Just trade Get that third away. round pick. Well, they, I mean, listen, I don't know what's yeah. going on with, uh, with, with our, our friend from Ohio state uh, on the lions, right? Uh, Ibukam, what, what's his last, well, I'm sorry. What's his last name? Okuda, Jeff Okuda. <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Get my Nigerian <laughs> names mixed up. Uh, he, yeah, apparently Achilles injury, which is not good. Uh, he actually I, okay. played fairly well, uh, but I'm sorry, what 
Well, I, I don't want to say fairly well, but uh, before he got injured, I don't know what I'm talking about. At the start of the game, he looked, he was being yelled at on the sidelines in like right. the first no, at the series. The game, no, at the start of the game, he looked really bad, but I think after he got yelled at, he improved. I, I, when I said he played really well, I mean yeah. he improved. And, uh, and you're ignoring the Debo Samuel 79-yard, I'm going to do it myself. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was good coverage until Debo uh, – it, it was like when Akella Witherspoon had, like, perfect coverage and then, like, got sunned, you know, like at the point of uh, – not good, not good. Please refer to Akella Witherspoon by his proper name, which is the NFL's best cornerback. Right, right. Where is he now? Who, who did he get traded to? It doesn't matter. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Perhaps Pittsburgh? Maybe they can give Pittsburgh the same fifth round pick they just traded to Seattle for him. I guess he's on Pittsburgh. Yep. Well, they won today, twenty three sixteen. He was an television. He, he was an active. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Um, I, I, I'm just of the mindset that this is still like nothing I saw today disqualified the San Francisco 49ers from anything that was predicted for them at the beginning of the season. And right. I'm with you. I think that the biggest takeaway that I had is when you play so goddamn well, anything that goes wrong is just perceived to be bigger than it actually is. Like, because you're so high, anything that's down has to fall a long way. And so it just feels like a lot of nitpicking. Like, it's the NFL. Um, The Niners are going to lose four, five, six games this year. They're still going to be really good. They're still going to be a Super Bowl contender. Again, I, I maintain completely unacceptable performance in the final couple minutes. Like Kyle Shanahan has to be smarter than that on the basis of he has he has a thing. Like that's his thing. Like <laughs> right. and you can see it in his face, he's like fuck, fuck man. Like he'll he's just never gonna get rid of that thing until he he you know stops doing that. <laughs> it's like Kyle's already his level of like tenseness, to, like this season, oh, he's gonna snap. It's like he, I, he, like it's been a while since I've seen him this tense. Like in pressers, like, he's not joking around. Like yeah. he's, and I think part of that is just he, he really doesn't like us right now. Right, being totally he wanted honest. to get through the first game of the year, and he's annoyed about questions, and you know is, but yeah, he's he's a tense man right now, and I'm sure this did not help. Um, you know, Debo saying no. he, he asked the guys, he's like. So, did you like the win? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's good to have high standards. Um, this is yeah. probably it, – it's just one of these games that, like, no one's going to remember. Um, Steve Young likes to say that September is just the preseason. And while I don't personally care for the fact that that's probably true, like, it's probably true. Um everybody's just trying to figure it out. I mean, do you think Trey Sermon will never play for the San Francisco 49ers? Of course not. Yeah, they're going to cut him next week. It's (laughs) the experiment. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're they're going to mix and match. They are going to try stuff out because with a 17 regular season game schedule, like, they have the ability to get funky. When they play the Lions in week one, they have the ability to get funky. And by the way, like, Sermon's going to be – uh, sorry to like hi- highlight Sermon here, but like Sermon and what he does. First of all, I, I didn't see anything in the preseason or in practice that indicated outside of injuries that Trey Sermon sucked. Like I don't understand what's happening. But, well, I I will say I think he looked like the least impressive running back. Like I think when based based on the amount of reps, like in terms of just like pure outside zone mm-hmm. stuff, 
Uh, I'd say he looks least impressive because I think his skill set's a little different than that. Yeah. Uh, so from that perspective, I get it, but it's also like it wasn't like a glaring gap. It was like just use him, you know, in some other ways, like more of you know Jeff Wilson. I I just I, I thought that was strange. Um, I I agree. I thought that was very weird. I mean, who stayed up basically in lieu? Like they didn't want to carry four running backs. Like where did they not make the sacrifice? Yeah. Like a wide receiver. Um, corner. Yeah, let me let me literally look up the roster right now. I mean, they called up Johnson from the practice squad, so it wasn't at corner. Uh, did they just play with fifty-two men? <laughs> they, I mean, they technically did play speaking, they did play with fifty-two players. That's right. Actually, that's true because they put. Uh, who could have yeah. seen this coming? By the way, they put uh, Jalen Hurd on IR. What was what was your favorite memory of Jalen Hurd's four practices? Um, when he caught the ball one time, <laughs> we did. We saw it. We saw that one time. It was pretty awesome. Um, the ball one time. Okay, let's let's not pretend as if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a really bitching game too. Obviously, seventy nine of those yards were um, yeah. ill gotten is the wrong term, but lucky might be the right one. Uh, just like Debo Samuel doing everything. That was an imperfect, uh, perfectly executed right. uh, back shoulder throw to Debo, and I don't think I've ever seen a better throw in my life. Okay, well, calm down there, David. Uh, it's yeah, no one would comp- if you actually played football, you would know that that was perfect. So uh, that was that was that was a hot mess, and uh, those two deserve each other. But uh, he had a really nice game. He was really solid. That's as good as he has played since Week Seventeen, Seattle, twenty nineteen. Uh, you could make the argument that it's as good as he's played even since. In our, I think, in arguably the best game of his NFL career, which was New Orleans at the Superdome, right. I love that the Lions made almost no attempt to take away his favorite throw on the field. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can have that part of the oh, field. Oh, shit. He can throw it there? Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, Debo Samuel dig route. Let's just run that every goddamn have, play. Right. They just had their two edge rushers who were playing middle linebacker just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no goddamn wonder that the team let its foot off the pedal. They were bored from, like, the fifth minute on. Like, Kyle didn't have to think about that game. Right. Full stop. <laughs> Just run the dig route. Run outside zone. Run the dig route. Run outside zone. Like it was too easy. It was too easy. There. That's a that's a hot mess of a team. Like I'm yeah. certain. I haven't read anything coming out of there yet because they no longer exist to me. But like I'm certain that there's something coming out of Detroit right now where it's like, man, these lions have spunk and man, what an impressive thing. And let me tell you, they don't. Oh. <laughs> that oh. team is god awful. It's not Dan Campbell's fault, by the way. Like I, I actually don't think Dan Campbell's a bad coach. Um, he might say some stupid shit or ridiculous shit, but like it, it, he is, he got he's starting off so fucked. Like we're never going to find out if he's good or not. Uh, what Matt Patricia did to that team is malpractice, <laughs> man. Like I, right. I, man, I did the I did my prediction column, and I, I try to get really down and gritty on those because uh, I really would prefer to be right than wrong. And <laughs> the only way to make myself feel comfortable is to spend 10 hours just deep researching and <laughs> going through every database and statistical analysis that I know of. And I'm looking at this Lions team and it's like, 
they, they have the most dead cap in the NFL, right? Like that is a necessary evil of year one of a rebuild. And yet they're still like playing dudes straight up, like dramatically out of position. <laughs> like, Dude, it's awesome. I looked at the roster and I thought I was like, I have no idea what I was looking at. It was fucking insane. They're, they're really bad. Like, man. They're really bad. And so then everyone, and that's the other, that's the flip side, right? Like if, Who's Trinity Benson? <laughs> <laughs> if Trinity's in the room, come on up to the stage. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things too, where like you know, my my big thing uh, on the radio is always expectations versus reality, right? Like, what are the expectations? What's the reality? And I think that the Niners were exceeding expectations in the early goings of the game. Like, they were supposed to win, but like, I don't think anyone expected them to look that that much better. Like that, it was a little bit of a feeling out in the first quarter, and then it just became I mean, like kind of expected them to dominate them. I mean, yeah, but that looked like SEC versus Sun Belt. Like I, I just thought it was going to be like NFL beatdown. I don't know if that was that surprising. Uh, well, fair enough. All you know is that one team was absolutely rolling and kept getting better, and the other team kept getting worse, and that recalibrated expectations, right? Like that, that makes everyone think, oh, the 49ers are the greatest team that ever existed. So when they don't do any of that stuff, and in fact, they do what might be even more impressive, which is just a calamitous final two minutes of the game uh, where they just couldn't do anything right. Like that, that again is going to. I was, that was kind of awesome looking back on it. Like it was, it was annoying from uh, my perspective in terms of having to rewrite. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. But. I mean, just from an entertainment, like if I was watching that from a neutral perspective, I'd be like, this is incredible. You know? <laughs> this is everything I ever wanted from a 10 a.m. Detroit Lions game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I still don't even really understand what happened. It happened so quick. <laughs> you know? There's no way that the Niners could do anything like that again if they tried. Like the Debo Samuel fumble is truly... I just want someone to, uh, to clip that <laughs> and stash that in the back pocket for, uh, you know, when just, they there's no way they could do that again. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's a way they could do that again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, honestly. But <laughs> now that you've said that, I feel like it's going to happen. Before you said well, that, I, I would have agreed with you. But now that out in the universe. <laughs> Who is your MVP of the game? Oof. Um... Can, can it be Debo, given the circumstance? Maybe Mitchell, just because Debo had the fumble that, like, yeah. uh, I, it's, like, gave it away. it's tough to calibrate, like, to understand, to, you know, to put that in perspective. Like, okay, he, like, basically was the entire offense, but he almost lost in the game at the end. But it's also, like, it was yeah. sort of on the defense and, you know, the offense, the, the uh, offside, what's it called, onside kick not being recovered, you know. Like, he shouldn't be mm-hmm. in that position where that mattered. Um, and then Garoppolo and that, throwing the ball behind him too. Where yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is why it was so hilarious. Like how many things that right. like Garoppolo throwing the ball behind Debo Samuel is actually a rather common occurrence. So I, I I stand somewhat corrected. But like George Kittle messing up on the hands team and Debo Samuel just like basically game fixing. <laughs> like that, that, was, that was the vibe I got from that. Like, it's just very game fixing. He's like, I took the under at nine and a half. Yeah, Debo, yeah, Debo, Debo, had, Debo had the Lions at nine and a half. He got an extra eight, eight and a half, so he needed to make sure. Uh, 
He's like, he's like, Kyle, I'm sorry. The value was tremendous. <laughs> they were giving me plus 135, man. It's um, <laughs> a plus EV play. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a second round rookie contract, Kyle. Papa's got a, I got a, I got a lot of, I got a lot of things that I want to buy. Um, <laughs> we might, the NFL is probably going to investigate that at the end of the day. Um, MVP, MVP. Right. I mean, let's also establish that George Kittle had a pitch in the game. It should be Debo. Yeah, it should be Debo. Sorry, what were you saying? No, uh, I thought I thought Bosa. I'll give it to Garoppolo. I, I thought Bosa though was unreal. Um, good on Panay Sewell. Like yeah. there was Panay Sewell had some nice reps. Like that is he had some nice reps. Right, but that. that was- I think we all expected that, that like once he's back at left tackle, like he won't look like he's completely fucking lost. Right. Although I will say I love when they motioned him to right tackle. <laughs> that was awesome. Did you, I, I didn't. I, I got to go back. When was it? One play, they literally, they motioned him. Uh, I think he was, I guess they, I think they brought in another offensive lineman to his left. Then they pulled him, motioned him to the right. And I think the guy to his left slid in at left tackle. It was. This, this is Penae Sewell, the tackle, not not a tight end. Yes, yes. It like was three hundred and sixty pound Penae Sewell. Well, they didn't put him in motion. Well, he motioned and then sat down at, at right tackle, um, <laughs> or or outside right, like tight end. It was it was astounding. Dan Campbell, you you tricky son of a bitch. Um, Beautiful. What else? What else have we covered here? Is anyone asking questions? I no. If any, yeah. If anybody wants to get up on stage or throw a question into uh, into the chat, let's do it now. Um, Aziz, oh yeah, Aziz was fantastic. Um, Aziz was awesome. I would, he once every like two or three games he goes down where you're like, did he just tear his? Okay, no, he's actually fine. Like, well, like, it, it, it's it's goddamn incredible, Jake. You and I were standing inches away from. I mean, like, legitimately could probably what ten feet max. Five feet. Yeah, yeah. When he went, um, in, 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 we thought his season was over. I mean, it was. Yeah, and then he was like back in like three days, and we're like, okay, <laughs> he's not normal. Yeah, like, and now he's got like the uh, the Quan Alexander like elbow brace. Like, he's a <laughs> maniac. He's a great player, man. That's that's what FAU produces. That's what the Owls produce, man. They produce great players. Dude, the speed, the um, speed of those linebackers is insane. I will say this about the linebacker position, though. They've now lost all of their depth linebackers, and that was the first thing that I thought of when Aziz was sitting there cramping on the ground. Like, they've lost all – They had that was the deepest position on the team, and now it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's uh, – they lost – they traded uh, Griffith, which I'm still a little upset about. I'm not I, happy. I didn't like him. No, I understand. I understand. I just – I hope – I hope he plays – I hope the Broncos treat him right. Um <laughs> Be good to him, Broncos. Even right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, Xavier Greenlaw regression. I, I, I mean, listen, you, you have an interception return for a touchdown. You're immediately going to just get determined to have a good game. I, uh, excluding that, um, I didn't make note of, of really anything that Greenlaw did. Um, now, I think you do have to note that yeah. uh, the linebackers are responsible for the A-gap when uh, Frank Ragnow has decided to part the seven, you know, the Red Sea, which he did repeatedly when the game was in the early goings. Uh, he was awesome. He was probably the best player on the field uh, outside of Debo. Uh, he was so good as the Lions center. But, like, I, I'm a, I, 
that has been an issue for this team. I think it's a defensive schematic tick. Um, they were really good on third and fourth down in that regard. Um, but that's something that when I watch it back, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. Like, was Greenlaw out of position to the best of our knowledge um, on run fills? Yeah, I, I didn't really notice him, you know, fucking up anything either. I saw him get, get beat to the flat for first down once, but that, that's that going to happen. Especially, too, in, like, Detroit. Detroit really mixed up their personnel a lot. Like, they, they really – they throw four or five, you know. And Jared Goff knows, you know, he knows his team fairly well. Like, despite the fact that he's not – an elite quarterback like that in the wealth of information he has against them probably yeah. more game planning. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, uh, talk about, uh, Lance, um, Mark pointing out, uh, Kyle might be trying to get too smart with his use of Lance. Kyle being too cute. Never. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, I think they're trying to limit what's on tape. Before the Packers, although they might have just seen what happened to the Packers today and say, hey, <laughs> Fuck it. Well, maybe we'll wait until the Seahawks game to put any tape on track. Well, I'd like to note that the Packers also are hiding all of their offense. They're just not even going to have one, and then it's going to show up for the Niners game. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> September, it's the chess game. And, and you know, it, really the season doesn't start until week three uh, or week two when the Niners lose next week, But uh, which I don't think will happen. But uh, I have not dove into it, and apparently the Eagles – the Eagles played really well today. Uh, I thought we would see more of Lance. Uh, I'm going to chalk this up right now to the fact that he wasn't practicing. Just like they, they brought him in red zone. I thought that him and Sermon would be the red zone dudes. Um, The Sermon thing is separate, but Lance did come in as a red zone guy. Uh, Obviously when he had his touchdown pass, I thought we'd see more of that. There weren't that many red zone opportunities for as many points as the Niners kind of put up. And at a certain point, it's like, why are you, why show um, the the rookie quarterback? Why show that stuff? So I'm along the same lines as you on that regard. It should also be noted that Kyle said, had uh, they not done one of the five complete fuck ups in the final minutes of the game, they would have put Lance in, uh, as a as preseason snaps, but Mark's right, man. Like Kyle, right? Overthinking is just textbook, uh, and this place sucks. <laughs> I mean, they did. They really, they really did suck. And but maybe that was the intention. Maybe, maybe Kyle was like, "Let me use the worst plays in the playbook and see if I can get away with them, and then just have like that on tape." Uh, yeah. Really so that when Trey Lance comes in, the defense, like, it, this is psychological warfare. The, Trey Lance is going to come in. Every defense that sees him is going to be like, oh, good. Trey Lance is in. And then he's just going to be like, 90 yards in the air. Let's go. Right. Um, let me put it to you this way. I put in my official, like, uh, I called them spicy takes because uh, bold takes are no longer. That's very passe. Like, bold takes, no. Spicy takes. Um, I said that Lance won't start until week 10. I feel very good about that prediction. I said, I said 11. I said week did you, 11. Did you, did you I, really I think he, that, Did you really say 11? You yeah. I said, I said what's going to happen is uh, Jimmy's going to have a really bad game. Uh, it wasn't today. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I think he's going to have a really bad game against the Rams, and that's mm-hmm. going to be it. Uh, and then Lance plays the second half. Uh, he's going to fumble, so they won't win. <laughs> but mm-hmm. then he uh, – yeah, and then he starts the following game. 
I mean, the Rams is Monday night football. And I think that that just extra day, that seems like a good time to put in the rookie. Um, I'm with but you. we have totally different takes. <laughs> uh, my, the, the official stance, though, both Jake and I agree, Jimmy Garoppolo starts more games than Trey Lance. And I think that the knee-jerk reaction to a game like this against arguably the NFL's worst team, though Jacksonville might have something to say about that again, is that, oh, Jimmy's never going to go away. Well, you know, we're going to start buying Kool Aid again. <laughs> Jimmy's. Although I will say, the one play where. Nice little run. Uh, nice run. Dude, where he got out of the pocket, avoided the sack. Like his awareness in the pocket today uh, and what I saw in training camp. Actually, I don't know about yeah. training camp. Maybe just today. No, no, no. And it he, was there in training camp, too. Yeah. I, you're, you're, he, he has a shiftiness to him. He looks healthy. Looks, I, I don't think. I think people are mis-evaluating what's different about him, and it's not him as a thrower. I think just moving in the pocket, mm-hmm. moving in general, he looks better. Uh, well, I don't he, think his arm or anything has changed or how he evaluates plays. You know, I just think he looks a little bit feistier with his feet. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, he looks good. He looks good. Now, here's what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, and you and I texted about this during the game. He's gonna. He'll go up against a pass rush that isn't like comically inept. So any game other than this one, perhaps. I mean, what they were going what three down linemen with a defensive end at middle linebacker. Like what? What do? What, how is Alex Anzalone? I hate that guy. By the way, yeah, that, that was just a, that was no. Well, they have two middle linebackers because they run a three four. They run a goddamn three four like it's nineteen forty two. You know, four linebackers. Everyone else is like, no linebackers. They're like, no, all the linebackers. Stop the run. Oh, we just got gashed by Elijah Mitchell. Um, it's like it, he, Jimmy didn't have to be really worried about the pass rush. Now, he did stand and deliver a couple times when um, they brought blitz and all that stuff. Like, it, you're never going to have a perfect clean right. game back there. Um, but... Good job by the line, by the way. I, I don't actually. I, you know what? I'm I'm going to be rude about this. Like they don't get credit. Like the Lions suck. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not giving them credit for that. Like okay, if, if they have a good game again next week, then they'll get you know retroactive credit for the Lions game. Okay, then I'll be like, that's nice that's two fair. good games. But right now it's like I don't know if they were good or bad. I do know that the Lions are bad. Dieter, he's an offensive line coach. You got a stack days. It's all about stacking days. It is all about stacking days. Um, Get better one day after the next. Alex, Alex suggesting in the chat that the uh, Niners throw in Lance against the Jaguars. By then, Trevor Lawrence is going to be on his MVP trajectory. So, well, that well, that's that's what I said. Start start Lance against the Jaguars. That's week eleven. Oh, you son of a fucking goddammit. Jake. Okay, well, you you and Alex have fun with that idea. Um, long week, short week, doesn't matter. Um, the Jaguars are a juggernaut, and the Rams stink. You got to stay ready. You have to stay ready. I don't know how much time you spent around the rest of the NFL, but did anything else um, shock and awe you? Uh, I was watching the Chiefs, and besides the, Chiefs. the, the, the Jameis Winston, like I, that brings so much joy to my heart. It's the LASIK like, oh, is incredible. And you know, you know better than anybody on the planet how in on LASIK Jameis I've been. Like, I bring it up all the time for honestly very little good reason. Um, it, it, I love it. I love it. I love every second of this. Wow. Okay, Philly won thirty-two to six. Who did they play? Okay, who did they play? Atlanta. 
Oh boy, okay. yeah, no. Should have flipped Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta is maybe just going to suck really bad. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's all. Uh, it's all preseason. Alex, what's that up? Uh, I have three quick things. First, oh, that, yeah. that Atlanta team is so bad that Philly's going to get overvalued. So Niners minus the spread, which opened at three and a half, is absolutely oh. play. Hammer. Abs- Hammer it. That's going to go up to like seven. <laughs> uh, second, I'm down here in Arizona where sports gambling is now legal and I am in heaven. Dieter, your next trip to Scottsdale is going to be wonderful. I know. Uh, but I the know. Cardinals... I couldn't tell if the Cardinals are actually really dang good or if Tennessee's new OC is just that bad because good um, God, I, that game it's, was, it's both. Yeah. It's both. I, so, I think the Card- uh, Todd Downing yeah. is God awful. He is. And I tweeted yeah. this out um, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it's still up because I have jumbo acting on my Twitter account, but like uh, I didn't note that Todd Downing was the offensive coordinator of Tennessee until I was watching like a preseason game and I immediately, and I cannot express how immediate this was, went onto a not legal betting site and hit the under totals on everything I could Tennessee. I took out like a month's mortgage on just fading Tennessee. And obviously I feel great about it now, but like Todd Downing does not make it through the season. That is just, I, that's a fact. I think, yeah, Arizona looked really good, but I'm almost wondering if people are going to overhype them for the the opponent, not yeah. based, you know, avoiding that. But they they look they look legitimately good, especially because linebackers and awesome. safeties are very good for them right now. And if they get the pass rush from Chandler Jones, uh, third thing, and this is five sacks. This is the wow. dilemma I'm about to face: is I am coming back to the Bay Area in three weekends for what should be a very fun final Giants weekend. But Sunday is going to be yes. a nightmare situation because I have tickets to both game 162 and Niner Seahawks. And I, mm-hmm. obviously, as we get closer, Dieter, I might I might hit you up for some consult on this. But if yeah. the Giants have the division clinched, it's an easy decision. But, oh, boy, right. if that gets any closer, picking what to do on that Sunday is nightmare fuel for me. And uh, I think I think that the answer is fairly clear at this juncture. Uh, do you know where your seats are? Yeah, for, yes, yes, they are. They're family season. They're family season tickets for both. Uh, okay, where are the family season tickets for Giants? Yeah, right. Jake, Jake uh, is okay. It's my dad. My dad. My dad's had these since before either of them were desirable whatsoever. So that. Yeah. That is just stuck yeah. around. Uh, we're we're He's suffered in silence. We're first base side, halfway up behind the visitors dugout okay. uh, on okay. the first level, and then the 49er seats uh-huh. are fine. They're like second level, but it is the Seahawks, which is very tempting. My, my firm stance is this: um, obviously, the Giants can make the answer very easy, but the celebration after a win will be far more enjoyable at Giants than it will for a week four regular season football game. Um, you're also having to deal with the fact that uh, yeah. you're not going to be able to do anything on, you're not going to watch baseball at a football game, but you can absolutely watch football at a baseball game. And a hundred percent. And the parking situation, leaving Levi's, uh, we usually don't have to run into it, but I got I caught the tail oh, of this last time. Ooh. So you're just sitting there. Ooh. You're, just so, you're just eating. So yeah, there just we, just we need to we need to, we'll talk on a on a not 
recorded or yeah. potentially shareable platform about how we get around <laughs> the parking situation at Levi's because we have we have quite the quite the method that ends up working. We found some good methods. I need to hear that one. I need uh, to hear that one. That will that will be my that will be my consult feed. But my stance is this: if you hit me up. Um, if you hit me up beforehand, I can make sure that you have a steady Wi-Fi stream at Oracle Park <laughs> on the Sunday finale. I, I can, I can, my man, I can ensure you of that. Yeah, and and if if when well, yeah, I fly back on Friday, so I'm hoping to at least be at one or two of those Giants games ahead of the weekend anyway. So the <gasps> the hope would be that they've already taken care of the division at that point and the choice is real easy and I've already been there for the division totally. celebration and then a real fun Niner Seahawks game. But I'd also, I'd also like to establish that um, I just like I, a week four NFL game. I don't know if you can have a high that will ever, that will ever be greater than the possibility of the low. Like you can have a real low, but you can't have a real high. Whereas, uh, else I say I gotta say if you're gonna see the Niners play the Seahawks, you gotta do it in Seattle. And I know some Niners fans. No, right. The atmosphere there, hundred percent, is it's bumping. It's and it's not very stabby, which is important to note. I will say, all of these things would be so much easier to deal with and so much different if Candlestick were still where the Niners played, because the yeah. the only Niners. The only Niner Seahawks game that I can truly say was like the best early season game ever was that first Harbaugh year where they beat the Seahawks early in the mm-hmm. year, and mm-hmm. man, people are realizing this might be something. So, uh, and that and that's but that's my stance, right? Like, what can the Niners prove yeah. in that game against the Seahawks unless they've already let the entire fan base down in these next two weeks? Like, if they win that game, yes, it will be fun and exciting as you sit in your car waiting to leave Santa Clara even if you have the trick. Um, but if you're there for the, you know, if you're there for the giants, you can have a party in the literal streets. Correct. Like, correct. I just, I just think that the answer is pretty clear. Like you will remember the giants game. If they win, if the Niners win, you will not. Es- remember es- that. Especially. Yeah. To me, it's, it's an easy call. If the division is still in any way, shape or form at play. Um, totally. Last and if th- it isn't, I just go to the Niners game. Yeah, and last thing, I'm actually going to get off the air when I say this, but uh, yeah, are all four NFC West teams about to hit 10 wins this year and yes. do it rather easily? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Jake and I have been championing yep. this for, for months, yep. that all four NFC West, that they might be the four best teams in the NFC outside of Tampa. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I watched, I watched uh, some of the Arizona uh, game, and Kai... Tyler Murray looks. Oh my god! I, I can't wait to watch him actually play because I only caught some clips. But oof. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Tennessee is god awful on defense, and they lost. I don't think they have a pass rush. I think they just line up with nothing but defensive backs. But uh, <laughs> do they still have the ghost of Jadavian Clowney? No, no, no. He's he's playing for uh, the Browns. I thought he just oh, thought he Browns. just had a, a big combo sack with our, our man Miles Garrett. Um, Oh, I just remember hearing that. But they showed Garrett, and I was like, "Did you just got his name wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's one of these. It's one of these things where it's like, for just say Tennessee, um, they have you know three things going against them: shit defense, bad offensive play caller, and a bunch of unvaccinated dudes. Like that's just the, the triple whammy in twenty twenty one. Oh, you guys have a yep. run first offense that like is not even with a good offensive line. It's just a running back just breaking nine tackles every time. That's super sustainable. Um, 
Right. Real, real quick. Let me let me give you some point spreads for tonight. Mm. In one minute, the Bears versus the Rams. Uh, Bears are at plus ten. I like the Bears. I like the Bears. Uh, well, I don't like the Bears, but You're take the Rams. at plus ten, I kind of like the Bears. Uh, yeah, I think plus ten week one. The defense is good enough to make the Rams stall a couple times, and right. I wouldn't be totally surprised if Andy Dalton and, has a nice game. Yeah. Right. Uh, other one that I honestly is more appealing to me. Uh, good call on the under by Alex there, but, but by the way, do we have a total on that game? 46. Oh, that's, a tough, that's a tough total to go under on. <laughs> Um, I guess, yeah, I guess. Uh, no, you know what? I, I'll take the over. I'll take I'll take one team getting in the 30s. I like that. Uh, the other one that is more appealing to me is Ravens minus four, which mm-hmm. I think is very appealing. And I think against the Raiders. It's not it's not very appealing. It is a stone cold lead pipe lock. That's what that is. Uh, because I think people are freaking out about the running back situation. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raiders are dookie. Correct. I said it. I said it. I know. I know. It's, I know that might seem harsh, but <laughs> it's it's one of these things where it's like you know the Raiders, as I keep saying every year, they're like we need to get better on defense, and every year they seem to get worse, which is even more impressive than right. John Gruden just doing his the job. Bears. Yeah, the Bears always feel like a stay away team for me, just because it's like they could be really competitive or lose by forty points. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. What to that's the best. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, listen, I haven't, so I can't at this juncture, nor is it legal, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any, I might, I might in-game that one, that one might be a good in-game one, like if, if I see it early. Oh, the Bears get out to an early lead too. Yeah, yeah, if I see the Bears, yeah, if I see the Bears get down to an early lead and they change that Either line way. to single digits, then it's like Rams, Rams all day, every day. All you want is an early score or two from one of those other teams, and then it skews it, and it just gets dumb, and it's like, well, it's going to even out at some point. Speaking of things that have skewed and gotten dumb, and I guess maybe eventually evened out, uh, thanks for joining everybody. This? Yeah, appreciate you folks. We'll do it again um, midweek. We'll do the mailbag episode. So, Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Adios. Yeah.